0: Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are brothers on tennis. And folks, we've got another great week of tennis for you. Talk about what's currently going on. WTA had a fantastic tournament last week, and now the fellas are trying to get their swing on on the red clay. Bryce, are you excited about what's going on on the red clay?
1: I guess um <laughs> you know the the clay season isn't my favorite part of the tennis year, mm-hmm. um so I'm excited just because we we just came through a pandemic and there was no tennis, not on gravel or grass or glass or anything, but um, just the fact that we have tennis, I'm excited about, but yeah, the clay season's always a little blah for me, you know <laughs> um.
0: But but that's okay, You know, like you said, we've got tennis to watch and and that's a good thing. And I think that's the difference maker for me is I'm typically if you if you look at all the surfaces for me, I am typically most excited about grass and then hardcourt and then clay. But the fact that we've been in this whole pandemic, it's just like I just want to see tennis. So it's like for me, it's like I haven't kind of gotten to that point yet where I'm exhausted of tennis, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to, You know, to that point where you're kind of looking at it from a surface standpoint. I just want to see tennis, I'm just ready to, you know, just be con- continue to be immersed in the game. Which, uh, yeah, so the Monte Carlo, it was Monte Carlo, right? It started this, uh, uh this past Sunday,
1: Sunday, yeah, yeah, it did. yeah, this past yeah, Sunday. So.
0: Got that kicked off. And uh, like I said, the ladies wrapped up uh, their tournament, the Volvo in Charleston. So did you get a chance to check any of that out, Bryce?
1: I did. So I think we had actually uh, four tournaments last week. Uh, We had two Buster tournaments on the men's side. (laughs) Yes. um, In (laughs) Sardinia. And the other one was in Marbella, Spain. That's right. And um, we'll just... Like real quickly, acknowledge that they existed. Um, <laughs> they were both two hundred and fifty level tournaments, and for the first one that was in Marbella, Spain, um, your boy PCB, uh, Pablo uh, Carina Busta. I'll yep. actually say I'll actually say his name correct uh, this time. <laughs> um, you know, he came through. He was the top seed. It wasn't anybody in the draw that 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 scurred him. I mean. You know, he was like, this is what I do, uh, when Rafa ain't here. And exactly. When RBA ain't here. Ain't
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> you no.
1: Know, and we on claim Spain. This is what I do. So, um, so yeah, so props to him for picking up a 250, I guess. Um, I don't know if there was anything else to really say about that tournament. Um, Not at all. Okay, so we'll keep it moving. And <laughs> then we had the, is this pronounced the Sardinia Open? I didn't even watch enough of it to, to hear them say it. But yes. um, it's in Cagliari, uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Now, I will say this. This one has some better names in it, some more people I was interested in. Daniel Evans, right? Uh, Basil Lashvili was mm-hmm. in it, uh, Senego I'll name Taylor first, but not that because I was interested. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the thing that I'm going to say is more impressive to me than Senego winning a title in his home country was the fact that he won the singles and the
0: doubles right right
1: and we just you know that used to be a thing
0: right mm-hmm, we we mm-hmm. used to
1: see that happen much more often you rarely see that happen in today's tennis world that someone wins the singles title and the doubles title as well yeah. but if it's going to happen it's going to happen at a 250 tournament and Cagliari.
0: Um, <laughs> Italy. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, on the men's side. Yeah, the ladies, you you may see a, that happen a little bit more. I know our girl, um, um, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Uh, oh. um has done it. Of course, Barty has done it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's like on the men's side, it's rare that you'll see a singles winner also getting, uh, getting a doubles crown on the men's side. So, yeah, that is extremely impressive on his part. And to do it in your home country. Not right. bad. Not and,
1: bad. And the other thing that made this tournament just a little more interesting is, and I don't know why I'm I'm like stretching my neck to talk in this mic that's not connected now, uh, <laughs> instead of the, <laughs> the one that's hanging down from my throat. But if you we is that we had some upsets actually in this tournament. I mean, Daniel mm-hmm. Evans was the top seed, and Musetti showed him what time it was. Right. Um, we had your, your guy, uh, or our guy, the mm-hmm. uh, I was surprised that he lost
0: to DeGery. Yeah. And took a whole biscuit and a bagel and was like, oh, yeah,
1: I think he was ready to go home. Um, something. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to get on his, he wanted to get on his fighting console and play some punch out. Um, so, so anyway, um, you know, um, Taylor Fritz lost to Sanago and, mm-hmm. um, You know, Tommy Paul lost to Hoffman, which I, you know, was a little surprised with that. Um, So, you know, there were some interesting matchups there. But once again, 250 in Italy
0: and, and Senegal, congratulations on the singles and the doubles win. Absolutely. I I will, though, I will give a a nice shout out, though, to Fritz and Tommy Paul for, again, at least making an effort. At least we're trying to get out there on clay. They may not be getting the results, but at least they are trying to get out on some red clay and not just stay here in the States until Wimbledon rolls around like most of the fools do. I I agree with you.
1: I I totally agree with you. And Tommy Paul, we know he's got some chops on clay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's a previous uh, French Open junior. That's right. That's women. right, and uh, and we know Taylor Frisch is trying to make that coin, so he gonna go <laughs> wherever they pay him. But um, that that was good to see them over there. I do agree. So that was on the men's side. Yep. And then on the women's side, we actually had two tournaments. I don't know if the tennis channel knew we had two tournaments. But we actually <laughs> had two tournaments on the women's <laughs> side, and we're gonna start with that two fifty that was in Bogota, Colombia, mm-hmm. and Somebody named Osorio Serrano. I'll go, I'll go ahead and admit shame on me for being a tennis fan reporter, whatever you want to call me. And and having not even heard of her uh, before, Um, but there were some decent names in here. I mean, you had, uh, uh, Zhang Sai Sai, I mean, in there, and you had, uh, our cerebus Tormo who Mm -hmm. had been playing, you know, pretty well. um, but yeah, so that kinda happened.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, a lot of the names that you know, her name in particular I wasn't familiar with. Uh Zidanchek, I've I've definitely heard of her before and seen her game. So she's she's actually got a little bit of, of game. But in truth, Bryce, we don't typically uh uh cover uh the two the two fifties at all. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. So once
1: again, like you said, just acknowledgement.
0: Exactly,
1: uh, and, and the real tournament we had, like you started off with, was the Volvo Car Open that was in Charleston uh, last week. And <laughs> by looking at the finals, you would have thought
0: nobody won to that <laughs> tournament. Uh, but we at actually, least at the semifinals, exactly,
1: exactly, we actually had names in there. But Isaac talked. I mean, what happened? I mean. When you look at a tournament and in the draw, you have Barty, Kennan, Kvitova, Burton's, Bencic, Muguruza, Mertens. Mm-hmm. Well, Madison Keith is technically the eighth seed. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, and then in the finals, you have Kudomatova and... Kovacic. I mean, what what happened?
0: Yeah, bruh. I, so, so, okay. I mean, and this kind of speaks to a lot of what's, what's going on. The, you know, the fact that it's green clay, the fact that they are going, you know, coming off of hard courts onto, you know, a different surface, I think played a big part in all of it. Um, I think, you know, unfortunately Muguruza had to retire against Putin Seva. So that was a little bit of a, she was the only one where I was like, Hmm. I mean the, 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 well, I shouldn't say she's the only one. She wasn't the only one, uh, Barty losing (laughs) to, uh, Badosa, that that one was curious to me because I actually thought that Barty was playing some really good tennis. I actually feel like Shelby Rogers may have taken a little bit out of Barty in that three-setter, and Barty just couldn't get herself reset uh, in order to take out um, uh, Badosa. So that was a pretty, pretty interesting um, loss there. And, you know, I mean, Sloan had a great tournament, I feel. I mean, honestly, the fact that she made it to the quarters... I would have hoped that she could have gotten by Kudimatova, but at the same time, hey, she lost to the eventual winner. So hopefully, she can take some positives out of that. I did see actually an interview with her at the on the the desk with uh, with Steve Weissman, and and it, it gave me some better perspective. I mean, I think she's still just trying to find her game and find mm-hmm. kind of herself, um, which helped me as a Sloan Stevens fan, because I was just sort of, you know, because we always be talking like, where are you at? Where is that game that we saw in 2017, USTA, um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that took you to the US Open Championship? I mean, that's the Sloan we want to see. And I feel like she spoke a little bit about it, spoke about how she's just trying to feel better, feel happier on the court. And, and I, I just feel like some of the things that have been going on in her life but on the personal side have been, an impact and the fact that she's got a little bit different coaching situation. And I, I, I feel like she's at least trying to get herself back on track. So for me, Bryce, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I feel like this was actually a very good result, even though, again, she couldn't get past Kudin Rotova. What were your thoughts on her?
1: Yeah. It's funny how our expectations have lowered for her because, right. Uh, you know, I agree with you like 2021 Sloan, this was a good result. Um, and, you know, I knew she was going to beat Keys just off of muscle memory. Right. And then, you know, well, yeah, I mean. Yeah. And then I didn't know that I think she was undefeated against Tomlanovich. So, once again, that was kind of like muscle memory, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kudomatova, remember, we were the ones last week who predicted that she was going to at least make it to the quarters. Right. And um, and she was like, no, and that ain't where I'm stopping. <laughs> and... Uh, Sloan, I didn't heard about you (laughs) and this is the time to play you. So so she had a nice straight set win there. Um, I, I like you were surprised that I was surprised that Barty lost to Batasova, but I mean, Mm Bodosa. um, but you know, um, you know, she, she had just come off of winning off of hard and, you know, transition to clay and all of that. Um, I uh, definitely one thing that I think impacted this tournament was Muguruza getting hurt. Because Absolutely. Muguruza was actually playing very well. Matter of fact, she had bageled and yep. was looking at a whole biscuit on uh Putin Sava.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: When uh, you know, she kinda hurt herself. So I mean um, I think Matova really benefited from Muguruza because when you look at the rest of the results, I think Muguruza was primed to come through. I completely and, agree with that. And to take that. Um, I will say something about Coco Golf though. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, Coco is starting to look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And um I was a little surprised though that she didn't beat Jabur uh based upon her previous success right uh with her but Jabur's tricky and you know look Coco Goff now you talk about a good result her making it to the quarterfinals of a 500 level tournament mm-hmm. still in her early career these were still
0: very strong uh results for her so Right, I agree with you completely, and I think that yeah, for her to be able to again take out Lauren Davis and then to you know she you know and and she had had a good record against Jabur, but again Jabur is a very crafty player. She 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 adapts, and I think that's what she did in that particular match, and she ended up getting uh getting that victory on her. So yeah, yeah, I mean, and yeah. I was surp- I was surprised that
1: Jabur got stolen uh by Kovinich like she did. I think
0: that was a lot of nerves if I'm being very honest. Really? Too I much really pressure did. at that point? Too she much was pressure expected to win? Mhm. Cuz all four of them in the semis were going for their first title. So I yeah. to me at that point it became completely mental. I was like whoever got their mental right is going to win this championship. And Kudin Matova to just by by looking at her throughout her season she has had a very, very good season. So for me, the minute I saw that those semis, I was like, couldn't "Coutinho's going to take this tournament, right? Yeah, right. She's going to take right. this tournament, and and that's uh, what she did." <laughs> well, let, let's talk about some other good news
1: that happened at the tournament. So, um, on the yes, we we continue our Olympics watch, and <laughs> and on the double side of the house, Melo mm-hmm. ensures the number one seed. They took. The doubles title and and taking the doubles title. Yes. Um, and wait a minute, let me back that up for a second. In yeah. the semifinals, Melikar and beat Dabrowski and Muhammad. And if you remember, Dabrowski was Debra- the one who was in the 10th position for rankings Correct. where Melikar was trying to get. So they stumped up on them in the semifinals. And then they took the title. And so when the rankings came out this morning, Melikar is now the number 10 ranked doubles player in the world, which means as of now, as long as she doesn't drop out of the top 10, and I do believe they're going to, she's going to continue to go up. She is a lock on the Olympic squad.
0: Yes, yes. Which
1: basically, and I meant to look at the rankings this morning to look at the singles rankings again, Mm -hmm. which basically means the team is getting kind of set now because I think we know, once again, singles, we got Serena, we got uh, Kennan, we got uh, Brady, and then that fourth spot.
0: That's that fourth spot that's open, though. Yeah, Yeah, we'll
1: have to see who that is. It was Madison Keys, but, you know, She looking like she don't want it. So, (laughs) you know, we'll see who gets that. But we know we know Captain Kathy is going to pick Venus to play doubles with Serena. Mm -hmm. Now you got Melichor who's locked in for a double spot. So, I mean, I'm assuming she's probably going to play doubles with Kennan, considering that Kennan is the fifth ranked American in doubles. Yeah, but I wouldn't rule out Jim Brady, though. I don't know. Well, I mean, that would be interesting because if I was Kenan, I would be like, I'm the fifth ranked doubles
0: right. player for the so country. So I should. Right. Right.
1: Yes. Right. So the only people ahead of me are Melikar, Bethany Maddox Sands, that one girl whose name make you think she ain't from the U.S. And, <laughs> um, and maybe Haley, I think Haley Carter. Okay. Um, so yeah, you'd have to do some explaining. As to why you would pick, you know, somebody other than her.
0: Yeah, I guess the only thing that came to my mind is just you, you, you have to think about the, um, you know, just kind of how their games mesh and the gel. Mm-hmm. And you know it's kind of like even even though she has the ranking, it doesn't mean that they would be a good pairing. And I think that that's something that that um um, um uh what's our what's our Olympic coach's name again? Kathy Rinaldi. Kathy Rinaldi. That's what Coach Rinaldi will have to kind of analyze and review is who has the best you know kind of synergy, collaboration, whatever term you want to use. And to me, that's that's the double scene that you have to go with, or that whoever Melikar is most comfortable with, because I, you know... But see, here's the thing. How are you going to see that before you have to name a team? Ah, that's a good point, because yeah, they, they, they're naming it right after the French, right? Because once right. the French rankings are locked, that's they have to then name so Yeah, they have
1: to start... Right. So it's like, Ooh. I mean... and Because they, they don't play with each other. I mean, Melikar right. is not going to stop playing with Shurs. Right, right. You know... And uh and how much have we even seen Jen Brady play doubles anyway? Mm,
0: that's a good point. Not much. Not much at all. Um Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, yeah, it'll it'll it'll, it'll I, I just feel bad for Bethany. <laughs> I <laughs> for, do for too. To but but I but
1: feel bad for Bethany. But Bethany, uh, reach inside and understand that there's power in commentating. you can dictate a story like nobody else can you can create a narrative unlike any player can do with a forehand or a backhand (laughs) embrace it my child embrace it funny (laughs) because what you won't have is a spot on the olympic squad so we 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 need to just go ahead and
0: put that out put it out there which is so rough because she's defending mixed doubles champion (laughs) right and and all all i say all I'm gonna say is, you know, Melikar, you know, put
1: your knee braces in. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't let Maddox in. get all Tanya Harding on you. Catch you coming around the corner.
0: <laughs> don't get caught. Don't get caught. That's right.
1: Enough time has passed. You may think stuff and go over again. So, uh, anyway, so last week. Could mm. have been considered maybe a little bit of a slow week, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and honestly, let's let's keep that slow trend going this week because still in Charleston, we mm-hmm. have another women's tournament for those yes. people who couldn't afford bus fare to get out of Charleston. We're gonna, <laughs> you know, we're going to let them sit here and play one more week again. One more week. And Anz Jabur is the top seed this time, so that's interesting. If she couldn't handle the pressure in the semifinals... Uh, being the top remaining yeah. seed at that point. Uh, she may get crumpled up in here. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, this is another one of these participation tournaments. It's a 250. You've got Jabur and Lynette and Shelby. See, Shelby Rogers may take. she listen, may take this title. That's who I'm calling. Title. That's who I'm calling, bro. That's who I'm calling. And because I'm telling you, I don't know if you saw the match today she had against uh, Katie McNally, but it was one of those kind of like, you may want to think about going to college route.
0: I I, I mean, I'm just serious. There you go.
1: Because we're serious out here.
0: (laughs) You know,
1: you still looking like you just came off of somebody's varsity squad. No, we we, we are serious out here. So she gave her a bagel in the first set, and I lost interest to see what the second set score was. That is mean. Oh, man. I was too excited to watch Lauren Davis put them things on Coco (laughs) Vandaway. Have her have her go find her bus ticket home. See, you got me talking
0: about people tonight.
1: I ain't trying to be
0: out here like this. <laughs> it's all good, brother, because you know I am feeling it as well. Yes, sir. I was but, not, uh, I was not, uh, yeah, I was impressed with the fact that Lauren Davis got up on, uh, yes, <laughs> the other the other Coco.
1: Right, yeah. Remember, she's, she's number fourth on our Cocos. Uh, oh oh thank you uh Miles. He, it was six love six one. That's Ooh.
0: bagel yeah. bread.
1: Bagel yeah. bread. Mm. That that'll make you sit down and think about some things. It should. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but you saw, but see, Shelby got some fire in her anyway, because you saw that matchup she had with uh Anna Samova. She right. Was, uh, they, there was a little bit of feistiness going on out there on both sides. And she let me just like, am I you, of you? And let me just reiterate
1: my position on Anna Samova, just in case anybody forgot or <laughs> if anybody cares. <laughs> um, Anna Samova to me is like one of those people. I don't know if y'all grew up going to like camps and 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 that kind of thing, and they got the really nice looking strokes,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they look real good in drills. And they hit the hell out of a cone, you know, <laughs> in one of them drills. But you get them in a match, and I just don't see—I just don't see champion. I just don't see fight in her. I just don't see, you know, I just don't see it in her. Mm. And and like I said, I acknowledge that she's got some nice looking strokes and and all that, but yeah, she she does not encourage me to turn on. She look. She does not encourage me to go from my regular tennis channel to TC Plus.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, I, I, you know, this one will be the one where you know we'll 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 have to politely disagree. I I like Anna Samova. I have to say, I, I like her. I think she did well in the juniors. Her and Coco were always out there battling, trying to get it done. I I think that. I, unfortunately, because of the fact, again, and, and, you know, we talk about all these personal stories, I think what happened to her off the court, the fact that she lost her father, really impacted her. And I, I do feel like she's going to be she's going to get back. And I feel like she's going to make her mark. But but yeah, I, so I hear what you're saying. I'm kind of in that different camp. I, I think I think she's got a, a, a very bright future.
1: I don't dislike her. I wish her well. Just my
0: expectations <laughs> are low. <laughs> I love how you put that.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> and as as I'm looking at other people who are hmm. in this draw, I mean, Tom Lanovich, this could be a good opportunity for her to get to a final. Um, yeah, yeah. Because she, she's got Madison Bringle, you know, with the frying pan, serve. <laughs> yes. I she's on her <laughs> side. You got Sarah Ronnie and Christina McHale. Hey, Miles, McHale, you know, I got a soft spot for those McHales. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> You know they're not really anything to be afraid of. That no. that Lynette. I mean, she alright But who do you, you think
0: know. will make it from that bottom half?
1: Tomlanovich.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I, you know what? I I kind of agree. Yeah, because ain't nobody else. Yeah, I can see a tomlanovich
1: Rogers final, and and Rogers is from isn't she from Charleston too? Uh, she's from somewhere around there. Yeah. So, yeah, she's trying to represent for the home front. So right, she probably right. actually had bus fare to get out of Charleston but decided <laughs> to stay because she had uh, she wanted she to get the she home get tournament. Her,
0: exactly. She knew she can get her a tournament and get her, get her some coins. Right, right, right. So anyway, we spend way too much time on a 250, especially less- if we got this 1000, this Masters yes. on the fella side. So let's go and get to, get, to, get to jumping. Yes.
1: Yeah, so we have our Masters uh, tournament in Monte Carlo. Um, and, you know, we've got a lot of the big boys in there. You know, you got Djokovic, Medvedev, and Medvedev, Nadal, and Sisi Pius and and Rublev, and Schwartzman and Berrettini. And do not miss out. On Karatsev. Don't do it. Uh, he's in there. And I had, look, he showed Massetti what time it was this morning. He was like, you know what? I'm not even playing real well. But
0: I just, you know. This I'm playing like, well enough to get just you. Just to beat you, you know.
1: <laughs> People talking about your backhand, but it looks flimsy to me. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to show you angles and I'm going to show you heat. And I'm going to still toss in about six or seven double falls, but that's okay, because I really don't need those points. Exactly. So, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got some really good matchups. And the reason why I started with Karasev, Isaac, and I'm going to turn it over to you here in a minute, yeah, is yeah. not only because, yes, Karasev is our guy. We were going to get that Brothers on Tennis patch on his back at, right. at at some point. But there's already talk now about his round two matchup with Sissy Pals, mm-hmm. And so I'm very, very interested to hear what are your thoughts about that second round matchup in
0: the Masters tournament? Oh, it, it, it's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. I mean, I, I you know, the, I think it's, it's very advantageous that Karatsev got that match under his belt. Um, and I think it will really... It's going to help him a lot. That's going that's gonna be a tough match because again, CC pass is extremely he he's he's rough on clay. he 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 does mm-hmm. play well on the clay. Um the question for me will be, is he going to have enough time, especially on the backhand side? With uh-uh. all that power that's going to be coming at him from Karate uh-uh. because he uh-uh. just showed you today with Musetti. He was just like, listen, I got power for days and, and angles and angles. That backhand is so sharp. Right. And he's going to pin him in that corner. And yep. I just don't know if C.C. Poss is going to be able to handle that, bro. I, I, I might have to just pick this upset. I'm going to be honest with you. I might have to do it. And Brandon in the chat is agreeing with you. And I had the same <laughs> conversation with somebody else today.
1: You know, when I just look at it like player versus player, you know, you know, I want to give the edge to CC Pass in terms of overall game. Right. But then when I really start looking at the strategery of things, mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, <laughs> I love that strategery.
1: <laughs> right. If I start looking at, you know, really the X's and the
0: O's,
1: mm-hmm. if as coach is is telling him, or even if Karasev ain't listening to his coach and just knows that I'm going to make this a backhand battle. Right. I got to give the edge to Karasev.
0: Yeah, yeah. You'd have to because his backhand is laser, dude. That thing is money, 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 all day. And like I said, he has limitless power. It's just his power game is ridiculous. Oh, Mm -hmm. man.
1: Right. But let me tell you what. This is the cool thing about these master series tournaments, right? They're not as as large of a grant as as a major or a grand slam draw, mm-hmm. but this is like starting the tournament off later than right. a major, right? And yeah, so you have yeah. these really good matchups from the very first round, and mm-hmm. th- there are just so many great matchups in here that you know. Were there any that? Before we kind of talk about the end of the tournament, were there any that you were particularly interested in? Because FYI, for those listening to the podcast, this is we're recording this on Monday. Most of the matches got rained out today, so we don't really have a lot of results to talk about. So right. we're
0: just going to sit here and talk about what we think should <laughs> What we think should happen. There you go. Um, I mean, honestly, that first round, and it's funny that I think Miles uh, just mentioned that in the chat as well. I'm very interested to see how Sinner does. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's facing a pretty hefty clay quarter, uh, clay court player in, uh, Ramos-Bignoles. So it'll be interesting to see that match again, Robert, uh, blah, Albert Ramos-Bignoles is a lefty. So I'm wondering if that will present any type of a, uh, hindrance to uh center. I do still predict Center getting out of that match. And it will be very interesting to see a center Djokovic for a uh, second round match. Whew. That right there. Yes. Looking forward to yes. that, bro. Come on, come on, now. center. <laughs> come on, Italy. Bring what you got, right? Right. And I mean, yeah, go ahead, bro. No, what no. What about no. you in that in that little section there? Well, you know, I'm always interested in and in
1: my boy that's trying to trying to hold on to his varsity spot <laughs> it, 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 it boy. He lose a finger grip on that each week.
0: I but, tell um, you.
1: Lavich against Daniel Evans. Um, yeah. And I know they started the match today. And I think Evans may have gotten the first set before they uh, were suspended because of rain. But I'm very mm-hmm. interested in that. Um, and then I just I just want to go down just a little bit. Yeah. Where yeah. you have still it's in that same quarter. But you have Sonego in the first round against Frushevitz.
0: Yeah, yep, yep.
1: And uh, and then whoever wins that plays Zarev.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is a great opportunity to get an upset. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest.
1: So, so I mean, you know, Djokovic. You know, I mean, I, obviously, you'd have to say, you know, you see Djokovic coming through there, but Center right, could pose right. a problem. Mm-hmm. Um. GoFund actually looked pretty good, given uh, Chilich that bagel in the third set.
0: I know it's like Chilich ran out of gas or something. I was like, mm-hmm. "Bruh, what happened?" Right, and then the whole Sinago, Fushkovich, Zarev, I mean, that's a that's a tight group right there. Hmm. Hmm. And that's just the first section. I mean, that's you the keep, first quarter. That's the yeah. first quarter. I mean, all these quarters got some really interesting stuff, and in. the second one is just as good because we we already talked about CC Pass and Kratzev. Mm-hmm. How about Milman getting getting on uh, Ugo Umber? That one surprised me because typically Milman is not a clay court player. So I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you just beat him three and three? Apparently, Umber ain't either. So uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, he's like, I'm French, but I don't like clay or something. No, I was no, like, dang. And then, of course, you know, you got Felix out there, and he and Garen are going to be, are, are they started their match, and of course, like mm-hmm. you said, got rained out. So that one, I, I, I that I don't know. It's kind of a toss up, but I fully expect Felix to get through there. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I really need him to get to that. I, I personally need to see Felix against Karatev again. I need to see that matchup. Because I need to see, okay, y'all was at the Australian. He was up on you two sets. And then Karasev came back and won them last three. What's it going to look like now that y'all are on clay? I need to see right. that matchup. So that's right. the one I'm hoping for in that little section there. What about you, bro?
1: Yeah, no, that that looks good. Um, I'm just, you know, um, I just want to see Karasev come up through there. <laughs> I just want him to come through there. Um, and then staying in that same quarter – I, I, this I don't know why this is an interesting first round for me, but Poprin and Andujar.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Because you know young Australian. He's got his little fire going right now, and uh, he's one of the more disciplined Australians. And uh, and then you've right. got Pablo Andujar, who's old school, and he's a clay court master. So that one could be tricky. I don't know who will come out of that. I'm giving the edge to Poprin, though. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And then right below
1: that, I really like Pella. I I don't know, because he's just kind of yeah. like very workman-like yep. to me, right? Yep. But he is playing Pui, yep. who mm-hmm. is on my JV squad because he's been injured. And right. I want to see how he's coming through. And then below that, you have another one of my JV squad people, uh, Davidovich Fokina.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: took out the Demon today. He got right. that done before it started raining. <laughs> and now, like Miles was talking about in the chat, he plays Berrettini right. in the second round. And that's going
0: to be a match. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a good, good match. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Berrettini because it feels like I haven't seen him in a while. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, right. seeing him. Right, he got before. hurt. Yeah. So, so before we go to the bottom half, who
1: are you seeing? So name it, who are the two semifinalists?
0: On, uh, on, on the on, top half. On the top half. Ugh. Okay, I'm I'm definitely gonna call Djokovic just because he's okay. Djokovic. He'll he'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know what? Okay, you're gonna laugh, but I'm gonna call Felix. Okay, okay. I'm gonna call Felix. As much as I want to call Karatsev, I'm gonna call Felix. Just to, right. just to switch it up. How about you?
1: No, um, I, um, yeah, how can you not pick Djokovic to make it to the semis, even though I hope Center put some things on him? <laughs> um, I, I agree, Djokovic. But I'm going to cross that, man. I'm riding the hot train, man. I got you. I I'm got you. Hot train.
0: I was going uh, to say it, but I figured you were, so that's why I figured i switch it up. Just because of that whole Tony Nadal thing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if, if Felix can get inspired in this tournament to do and something. And we're going to
1: talk about that a little bit later. Yes. So and so that makes our matchup potentially of FAA and Karatev a very interesting one for us to watch. Yes. Yes. So let's take it to the bottom half. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in that third section or the third quarter, we have Rublev. Uh, you got Tommy Paul, but a very interesting first round matchup
0: mm-hmm. of Taylor Fritz and RBA. Yeah, yeah, that that one will be interesting only because again, RBA is not your typical Spaniard. I right. don't believe Clay is actually his best surface. Whereas wow. I think Taylor can actually play on clay. So, I, I I'm gonna tell you what, bro. I'm gonna give the edge to Taylor Fritz. Oh wow, really? I am. I'm a step out there. I'm crazy. I know y'all. I I'm know. going. I'm going with RBA because Taylor's an American.
1: So <laughs> next, if you go down to He's the stupid. next section in the first round, you have mm. Dimitrov and Struff.
0: Yes. That
1: could that's that's an amazing first round match.
0: It, it it is incredible. Yeah, yeah, it it really is good. Struth, I I tell you what, man, he's got a big game as well. I actually think he likes Clay. So mm-hmm. I'm kinda giving him a little bit of the edge because I don't think that Gregor is just in the right mental space right now. I don't know what's going on with him. So nah. I'm I'm giving Stroof a little bit of that love. And I and 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 that next one. Hey, Charlie's Charlie's been hot. Bublik, You never know what to expect from him. So who knows who gonna get through that one. Who you pick on that one? It don't matter because that's in the doll's quarter. <laughs> it is true.
1: I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, we can talk about it if you really want to, but he I mean,
0: it don't matter. <laughs> you and know. you're right, it don't. None of this really matters, <laughs> to be very honest with
1: you. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he in the dog corner, so it can be Struve, Dimitrov, RBA.
0: It don't I mean, even I mean, matter.
1: It don't, it don't even matter. No. So, yeah. in the bottom section, now to me, if there was a buster section, Right of the draw, right. and I hate saying that because my dude is in there, Medvedev.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but we're realistic about how Medvedev is on clay. Correct. Uh, 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 Basil Oshvili is acting like he's tired, so <laughs> he may not even get past Krayanovich,
0: which because Krayanovich got game. Let's not forget. Yeah, but I don't know about his game on clay though.
1: I get yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: That's He's a good, good point. on hardcore, but I don't know I've never really seen him play on clay. So that'll be interesting for me to see how he does. But I, I, I agree with you though. It seems like Basilas really is a little bit like out of sorts. So Krajnovich right. may end up getting that getting that victory. But his, his, I, I his, still his, pick Medvedev, though against either one of them. Do you? I do actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All I right. do. Okay. I I got to see it first. I got to see it first. Yeah, I think in truth, Bryce, I think it's one of these deals where Medvedev may not be the greatest on Clay, but he Mm -hmm. ain't going to be letting too many busters uh, slide up on him. So if he don't lose, I feel like he'll lose to someone that's a little bit better on Clay, and I don't know that I see either of those two being of that caliber to be able to you know, get him on Clay. Personal Mm -hmm. personal opinion.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Because in their little section you do have Fonini. Right. Who you know? Let's not forget, Fonie put it on Rafa.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, But that
1: was a few years ago and and a surgery ago as well. (laughs) Right, but 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 he's in the right section for that. He's he's in the Buster section, so I expect for him to get past Ketchmanovich. Right. Ain't nobody scared of Jordan Thompson on Clay.
0: No, no. I'm shocked uh, that Jordan Thompson made out that first round. But then right. again, he was playing Pair. Uh, so yeah. There he, you go. Yeah, I ain't spending no time <laughs> talking about him. <laughs> exactly.
1: And um and so I I, I, I do feel like i we're gonna see Fonini and Medvedev play. And I you know, you know I I I want Medvedev to win, but I think Fonini does have the chops on Clay yeah. to beat um, Medvedev. Um and then you got, you know, also in our section, you know, really
0: the favorite is probably Schwartzman, right? That's that's who I'm calling coming out that section, to be honest with you, bro. I think it's gonna be another Nadal Schwartzman um um uh, battle in the I, semis. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh but you know Nadal wants
1: it to be Nadal Phonin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think he would always relish that matchup, especially on red clay. Yes, sir. <laughs> He'd be like, so, come here.
1: So are we picking anybody else to win this tournament other than Nadal?
0: No. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, you can be silly and do that if you want to, but I have already learned my lesson. I am not. Until Nadal starts losing, like really losing on clay, I, no. I will pick him for every every tournament that's on red clay. He is going to be my pick. Right. Now, you know, we may have
1: to look a little differently if it's green clay or blue clay,
0: but on the the red clay, (laughs) no, (laughs) you might as well just write his name on the check. Just give it up. Just Just give give it up. up. Just give it up. So,
1: so I have a couple of hot topics that I want to bring up for you and for a couple of our guests to join us if they'd like to in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. Let's go ahead real quick and just wrap up the podcast side of the episode. Um, you know, listeners, thank you for listening. Once again, we record on the Locker Room Network. And, um, if you do not have Locker Room, please go out to the Apple App Store, download Locker Room, so that you can participate in like this hot topics conversation we're getting ready to have. That's right. Um, yeah, so, uh, check us out on that. Isaac, any final words from you for this week?
0: Nothing from me, bro. Just uh, keep on enjoying the tennis. We appreciate you. Appreciate all the support out there. And, uh, yeah, we just look to keep this thing moving. All right. So uh, to our listeners, thank you for
1: listening as always. On behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone take care. Okay, so who wants to come up for these two hot topics? I'm not even telling you what the hot topics are. You just gotta decide to come on up and and
0: uh <laughs> and want to talk about Choose it. Choose if you want to talk, huh? Right. Come on up. Okay, there who we go. There's Miles.
1: All right. Miles is up. Hey Miles, how you
0: doing?
2: Hello, Miles. Hey, brothers, what's up? Let's make what's sure I, I pay on? my uh, Wi-Fi bill
0: for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right? Put them coins in the right place, Miles. Come on now. I love it. They so, be uh, they anybody? Be <laughs> any <laughs> other right.
1: takers before we get going? All right. So, All the right. hot topic that I want I have two. And the first one that I want to throw out to you guys to hear your thoughts. Obviously, this week, we heard the news and and look, once again, if y'all don't start listening to brothers on <laughs> channels, we'd be trying to tell y'all this stuff. <laughs> and then y'all be trying to come back and be like, uh, uh I don't think it really means that. Okay, anyway, <laughs> back when we first saw FAA at um, Nadal's Academy with, with uh Uncle Tony in the in the back with his arms folded and his leak and his legal pad in his arm, we mm. told you this was coming. Mm. So the official announcement came this week that Uncle Tony Nadal, I I guess we should start calling him Tony Nadal, (laughs) um, that he has become the head coach for FAA. Fellas, what do you think about this? What does this mean?
0: Miles, I'll let you talk first.
1: Somebody's
2: trying to get him a title. I don't know where it's gonna be at but it it seems to me like Felix is tired of getting to um stages where people are expecting him to win and not bringing home the trophy so I think he's trying things or tinkering with things in his power um to make to make some things happen um and, and, and I guess close the gap to where people feel like he's on that 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 b list maybe even c list to win a slam he's trying to get on that a list so mm-hmm. I' right. try I mean, I can't blame him for making the switch. And I think at the end of 2020, he announced he he and his coach were splitting. But I don't know who he's had in the interim because he's – has he had an interim coach before
1: um, Tony Nadal? He did. And and the fact that we can't remember his name (laughs) tells you –
2: yeah, I don't know who it was, but I, I I know he made the announcement that he was that he was leaving his old coach, you know, because f- he had been with him for a minute. I just don't know who the new guy is, and the results with that guy haven't been stunning either. He got another finals loss, which I mean, you know, getting to finals is good, but I mean, if you're the player that's higher ranked and you're not coming home with the trophy, that's that's something we got to fix. That that's I right. think is fixable in his game, you know, considering the upside he has and his age. So. Absolutely. I like it. I, I hope it doesn't, hopefully it inspires him and doesn't, it it doesn't give him too much pressure because obviously eyes, I mean, eyes were already on him. It mm-hmm. just feels like this might put even more eyes on him. Like you are working with one of the goats, like premier influences. We want to see how that influences you. So maybe some people might want to see some immediate results. I don't think it's going to, I'd be surprised if it's something that like really takes place in the next, you know, six months where we really see huge strides. But I think in the next year, maybe maybe this time next year, we'll be having Felix in the conversation to be a couple of a couple of uh grades up, like I said, not being in that C level, but <laughs> be more in that in that A level as far right. as next next guy to win a slam that hasn't won one already.
0: I I a hundred percent agree with you, Miles. I think that he definitely needed to do something different to kind of shake it up. Um, I think that Tony Nadal looks at a Felix very much like a Nadal, very workmanlike, very much, you know, w- can take instruction, you know, as, as, you know, and you have to say that about Nadal. And he's just such an incredible champion. The fact that he is humble, he, he will kind of listen. And, you know, he, he I, I feel like Felix is very much of that same kind of mental which I think Tony uh, Tony Nadal sees as okay. You're someone that I can actually, you know, kind of mold, if you will, and uh, and and someone who will listen. And and I I think that all those things will bode very well in his favor. I mean, again, you've got such discipline that he that you know he he uh, you know had with 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 uh, with Rafa. And I believe that he will do the same thing with Felix and it will make his points a lot sharper. I think that he will be able to build points better because I think that that's a lot of what Nadal, in my opinion, does just extraordinarily is with his lefty swing, he knows his patterns. He knows how he wants to put people in certain positions in order for him to get on top. And I think that Tony Nadal can definitely help Felix with that because to me, Felix is not, at least in my opinion at this point, He's not that type of a player. I just think he just hits big, but I don't know that he hits with purpose. And I hope that that's what Tony Nadal will hopefully begin to kind of bring into his game is here's how you need to shape a point. How Here's how you build a point and Aim get in. it so that it's in your, you know, your wheelhouse of how you want to play a point. Because again, he just, <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's why I, I kind of liken him a lot to James Blake. He just goes out there and he hits yes. big and it's nice, but if you ain't got no strategy, they're going to be able to pick you apart. I hope that they, I hope, I mean, it's kind of nice that they're
2: starting this journey together on clay. Cause I do think clay is going to allow him to basically have to rely on some point production and tactics, which I feel like if he ever finds that sweet spot of just his natural raw athleticism, plus the power and like the shot making that's there with some tactics that kind of like kind of come naturally from playing more on clay. Cause I Mm -hmm. mean, if, 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 if Tony's in his camp for a while, I think they're going to be like like the the practice sessions that may have been just on hard court. They may turn into clay, clay court uh, sessions or training blocks. And I think that's going to yield good dividends for him on every surface because it allows him to construct and basically build shot tolerance, which mm-hmm. I feel like
0: he doesn't necessarily have a, a grade A level of so far. He needs to build that up. But to be honest with you, Miles and, and and Bryce, I do want you to weigh in on this as well. I actually think Felix has a very nice pedigree on clay because I'm pretty sure three of I'd those agree. seven finals yeah. were on were were clay. They were on clay court. so I feel like he actually has a really really good game on clay. Again, you just got to be able to build patterns. You just can't be out there swinging. You got to build your patterns and know yeah, he has the power to hit through
2: everything. Exactly. I mean, he has, he has... And he has the he has athleticism to do like to move well and everything. So Clay shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't really be his nemesis at all.
1: Correct, right? I like a I like a couple of things that you guys have said. You know, first of all, just in general, I, I agree with both of your perspectives, uh, Isaac. I really like <laughs> the fact that you said you know he doesn't hit with purpose because I know <laughs> sometimes I'm watching those matches and I feel like asking him like, fool, what's your purpose? <laughs> exactly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you do so i so i definitely that definitely resonates with me and 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 miles when you said he can hit through anything i totally agree because i think that's even inclusive of the backstop so if we you know one of the things that oh my god was, Bryce. <laughs> one of the things that i was thinking that i commented on just a week or two ago was to me felix's game like his total game did not seem like it was the sum of all of his parts I mean when you break down, you know, his forehand and his backhand and stuff, you think like, Oh, he's got all these great shots, right? Right. But it, it was like something wasn't tying it all together. And that's where I think Tony Nadal brings the magic. I right? thought it was his haircut I for the he's... longest time, but then he got that cut and then still didn't get <laughs> it result. So. it's some Samson. It's some... But yeah, but no, I think Tony, I think the experience that Tony Nadal brings having really taken Nadal from stump to champion, mm-hmm. you know, and and having been in all those big matches and the strategies and and knowing from a scouting standpoint all the other top players and you know, I mean, he just brings so much to the table. I I, I mean, I almost couldn't think of a better fit. For um, for FAA, because what I don't think he needs is I don't think he needs to really retool a lot of his shots. Right. I think it's all about how he uses them. It mm-hmm. goes back to that whole purpose thing again. That's right. Uh, so I'm excited. And, and Miles, I'll, I'll go back to something else you said, you know, tennis, tennis has to be one of the worst sports for people. They they get a hankering for something, and then they off to the races with it. You know, don't like if FAA doesn't win Monte Carlo. Don't be like you know it's not working out. Right? Agreed. Agreed. I, exactly. I, you know, I think you're gonna have to give this some time. Let him marinate in the whole Tony Nadal. Let him song get to Toronto,
2: and then we'll see what's
1: Yes. Up. Right. 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 Let's 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 see that. So I'm I'm excited for what the potential of this union uh can potentially do. And I think I think Isaac was saying of like the
2: the the character that uh Felix and Rafa both share. A mm-hmm. humble. I think there's a humbleness there and like just like you said, a, a a willing to go the extra mile because it seems like Felix really does have like the I'm here like he doesn't have he's the complete opposite of what like Nick Kyrgios is. Like he's <laughs> right. willing to wake up early to do the hard work to get to the moment to where he is that like the the face of the sport. I think he wants that. He's just he kind of he's 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 been stuck in his own way and kind of not really sure which direction to go. And hopefully, right. if, if Tony doesn't do anything else, he gives him direction on on you know what exactly is a good pattern for him on the court. So I'm, I'm interested to see it build. Hopefully, it's not one of those things that's a shot in the dark and we hear before the year is before the year is done that they're split. I, I don't want it to be one of those WTA type of things, you know. Yeah, that would right. be shocking to me
0: if I am big. Yeah, I would be more shocked at that honestly, because yeah. Tony
2: doesn't seem like he would invest in somebody if they're gonna yep. just be like if they're gonna pull the plug the same season, you know? It, it right? Just,
0: exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and I and like you said, I just see that humility in in Felix that I think he will be a good pupil for Tony to be able to mold, and I think it's an outstanding uh, union in, in my opinion. I really feel like it will pay strong dividends in the long run. I think this is a very good turning point in Felix's career. Okay, so before we leave here and head over
1: to IG for our after show where yeah. y'all, we were clowning over there last week. So if y'all, <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you. The other thing that I want to drop on the table real quick to get your input is it. it is back in the press that Djokovic's father is out there running his mouth again. Oh, good Lord. What are you gonna say now? He's gone out there and he said that, you know, Roger, when Djokovic first came out on the tour, that, you know, he he attacked his son. I don't know what attack his son means. <laughs> he told, I, me- I remember something specific
2: that happened, actually. I think it was at Monte Carlo, actually. Oh, really? Um, Roger, told, Roger told Novak's box to show. Oh, yeah,
0: I remember like, that. In
2: his box. Yep his box included his dad yep. and like the rest of people this was well, like Well, oh,
1: ain't man. attacking Novak. Exactly. I mean, he you know Novak is sensitive, you know that.
0: <laughs> he is. Right.
1: So 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 check this out so his dad goes on to say as for as good of a champion as Federer was because, you know, now Djokovic is the best of all time. Mm. Um that he's not such a good man so now this is like a wow. personal attack that
2: seems so like where's the mirror because that wow. seems like what i would say about Djokovic not Roger Federer.
1: <laughs> right and so when he's saying this stuff he's telling the media he's like i understand y'all don't like me and my son and we really don't care because we're not trying to be up in your world but, but the truth also- is the truth
2: But you are in the world because you're giving these quotes to the to the media so they can run with it. So So, that's why I just I just can't get with their camp. I just can't.
1: So so I want to understand from you guys why does Djokovic's dad think anybody's interested in something he got to say? He he's uh, he's benefiting from the fruits of his son's labor,
2: which I I can't necessarily blame any. I guess I get I can blame dads for doing that because that's not necessarily right. But I mean, <laughs> he he's dancing in the in the spotlight that his son has created for him, and consistently right. k- keeps creating because his son keeps winning despite these like off court narratives that aren't great for him. So like mm-hmm. on one hand, I can see why you feel like you have some kind of power in the media because your son is is heavily considered one of the greatest ever pick, pick up a racket. And you created that. I get that. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, where's the where's the fact that you are a, a millionaire or you bred a millionaire and you just sitting back relaxing? Shouldn't he be in like his, not to egg shame, but shouldn't he be on his <laughs> 60s on his son's boat or something just chilling? <laughs> like just chilling. Oh you, you would always, think, why right? you always have to hear your opinions? And it's, it's, it's incessant at this point. It's every season we're yep. hearing something about Djokovic and his camp. And it's just like just for how good you are, you don't come off like somebody people want to be around, at least from what I can see from people. People aren't like lining up to be Djokovic fans. They're, they exist, but it's more so about the way he constructs himself on the court, off the court. Mm-hmm. He and his family just come off like a mysterious bunch of jerks to me. Yep.
0: I I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, I just I, I don't understand it, to be honest with you. It's, it's so it's so childish and so silly. It's it's like, come on, y'all. Really? <laughs> and then and then they want us to believe that the big three
2: is like this big old family. And then you got like th- that's messing up that narrative right there. Like that right. doesn't that doesn't even make sense. And, and and then people are always wondering why I, like, I think when, when Rafa won his 20th grand slam, Roger tweeted out like this whole thing about congratulations, but he hasn't tweeted out one thing about Novak. From <laughs> like you wonder why, like that, this is why, because we can't even congratulate you in the, in the quote unquote privacy. Like I, I feel like any kind of conversation anybody would have with Djokovic in the locker room is subject to get out. He's just not a trustworthy person or like his camp doesn't make him seem like a trustworthy person where things are going to be positive it's always something negative and i don't know how he wins despite that i really don't it's it's right it's mind-boggling well he
1: wins despite of that well this is the only thing i want to say on it because obviously you trifling but (laughs) the um the thing that i want to say about it is that if he thinks by any way his comments are going to make some people change the way they feel about Roger Federer? It's not happening.
0: It's not. Yeah, exactly.
1: Dude, you, 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 that, I mean, he's literally the, like, if you had to pick, like, who would be the hardest person on the men's tour to change public perception on?
0: It would be mm -hmm. him. It would be him. Exactly. Roger
2: would have to be in some kind of, um, What's that guy that that some some kind of Bill Cosby is scandal? I, w- I didn't want I didn't want to say Bill Cosby, but the other guy <laughs> that was around the Me Too, it would have to be some kind of scandal like that for like the for the image of Roger Federer to change because for so long it's been pretty decent, beyond decent. I mean, I I always wasn't a fan because I kind of came he kind of came off like a little too clean cut, but mm-hmm. he he kind of had to go through some things in his career for me to hop on the Federer. Is the GOAT bandwagon. But now that I'm there, I I, I kind of find myself making up for lost time and, and going back to when he really was truly in his prime. But mm-hmm. there's no the, the, for the past twenty years, there's been no greater ambassador for the sport, especially men's tennis than Roger Federer. So you're really coming at a brick wall. Like people are people are still gonna want to buy that anything associated with RF and it's just a done deal.
0: Like he was <laughs> right. <would>, <laughs> exactly.
2: massively like socially uh just
0: just illogical. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, like midgets would have to be involved, and I mean just <laughs> yeah. like it, it would, yeah, it, it, it would be a lot. I mean, it would be a lot. So I don't know what he, and I don't know if if Djokovic's dad was on the sauce that night and wasn't really sure, you know, about what he was saying. But yeah, he drinking
2: that gluten free stuff. That's the problem right there.
1: <laughs> well, but remember, as long as they prayed over it. <laughs> Yeah, he's, you know. Actually, he's been—he's.
2: I, I know that diet is good for his health, but he's been weird since he switched to that diet. But
1: he been, it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's he's, he's true. He was weird before he did. So anyway, <laughs> well, thank you for for coming up, Miles, and joining yes. us in the conversation. Uh, we are going to bounce right now because we're going to go to the after party on IG. Please, everyone, if you can join us over there, we're going to continue the conversation. Um, there for our friends that are still on those bricks called androids um, and can't get on uh, locker room quite yet, but it, but but our our android version of locker room is coming shortly. So it is coming. Uh, That's
0: right.
1: Yeah. So thanks for attending. We will talk to you all again next week. Be safe and enjoy
0: the tennis.